0: Ladies and gentlemen, make yourselves comfortable. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Bart. And this is Mad...
1: About... Movie. Da, da 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 da
2: You sound insane. Do you
1: realize that?
0: Oh,
1: yeah! The whole world got crazy! Seriously? It's showtime. That's that's Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema. We give you movie news, movie rumors, and those all-important movie rumblings in the first half of the show. In the second half of the show, we will dive right into our chosen movie of the week. Don't worry, we will warn you before going into spoilers. And stick around for the end of the show when we give you our weekly recommend something you need to check out ASAP. Don't forget to connect with us on madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Give us a review on iTunes, send us an email, whatever you want to do, we'd love to hear from you. Richard, this week's Movie of the Week is what?
2: This week's Movie of the Week is Sean Levy's This is Where I Leave You. Three months ago, I had a great job and a nice apartment, and I was in love with my wife. Hello.
0: I imagine by now you are well into the excessive facial hair phase of your depression. It's not a good time, Wendy. Dad's dead. What? It's good to be back this week. It is. It's good to be on with you fellas mm-hmm. for another fun filled, jam packed episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. How does it feel to be back in uh, an actual theater for another week?
1: Feels pretty good. Felt pretty good to no. me. I went to all of the movies this weekend. Yeah, I saw a wow, bunch a bunch of movies. So it felt good. It was nice to to actually have a reason to to go to the theater. Before we dive into our movie of the week, this is where I leave you and a little bit of
0: movie news, Brian. If you could give us a little yeah. mini, uh, just tell us about your weekend in the theater. I know you did see all the new releases. Um, I did this past yeah. week. So how was that?
1: Yeah, I started off by seeing Lucy for no reason, and it was a horrible horrible mistake. I did. Oh wow! I did. I and look, it's probably worse than now you see me. Like it's it's a (laughs) and makes less not possible. Not possible. It makes less sense than now you see me. So think think about. You take that
2: back. I won't think about it.
1: Um, I could sit through Now You See Me Again. We, we, we're we going to do one Whoa. eventually. We're going to do a commentary for Now You See Me. I don't, don't want to, but if we all sat in a room together and made fun of it, we'd enjoy that time. I if could we sit sat through it again
0: for the podcast. We could sit yeah. there about anything. But yeah, but I'm not going to – you sound like you could <laughs> okay. legitimately like sit through it again. If it, If it was just on TV and I had nothing else to do, I would –
1: no, That's, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, okay. But if, if you put a gun in my wall. head and said, you have to watch Now You See Me or Lucy, again, I would watch Now You See Me. Lucy was horrible. Wow. I I am shocked that it's that it's fresh and has made as much money it is as it has. It, it makes absolutely no sense. I don't, uh, anyway. Terrible, terrible start to the week. Yes. Uh, but I also saw A Walk Among the Tombstone, which is not, like, taken at all. It's much darker. I saw a lot of people that were, like, Talking about going to see it as if it was going to be another fun romp through Liam Neeson versus kidnapper world, and while it does involve Liam Neeson and kidnappers, it is not a fun movie. Much much darker and uh, violent in in a very horrifying way. But it was pretty good. Neeson was pretty good. But there's like a kid actor in it who pretty much drags down any scene that he's in. So that's that's never great. Yeah. Uh, and I did see this is where I leave you, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And I also I capped off my. My weekend of movies with The Maze Runner, which I actually quite liked. It was uh, I didn't have much in the way of expectations going in, but it was solid. Uh, better adaptation of a you know young adult fiction novel sort of thing than uh, than most are, I would say. Not not Harry Potter, not Hunger Games, but better than like The Giver or any of those right. other. Series of films. That you saw got. The Giver too. I did, yeah. Yeah, I, and it I was, seen it that was also either. okay, but I think The Maze Runner was good. It, I was impressed with the world building that they did. Um, they kind of set themselves up for at the very least an interesting franchise. I don't know that it's going to be great or you know, particularly all that good, but uh, it was, I definitely was intrigued more so than I expected I yeah. would be.
0: They, they announced this past week that the sequel is next year, 2015. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Must must already be started on that. I'm assuming yeah. better or worse than Ender's Game last year. Better, better,
1: cool uh, by by a fair margin. And now I haven't read the book. I've I've, st- I've tried to read the book a couple times and just couldn't get into it and stopped. Uh, so since coming out of the theater, I've, I don't know. I'm probably a third of the way through it, and it's okay. Ender's Game is a much better book, but at this point, the movie is is a pretty is is a better. I don't know. It took what the book kind of laid out, and I think made a better film out of. Now I'm only a third of the way through, so who knows what the the, uh, the rest of it will bring. But uh, through this, up to this point, anyway, the movie's better than than the book, I think. Which is the exact opposite of Ender's Game for me. Wow, that's encouraging. Yeah, it I, wasn't bad. I actually, at all. I don't didn't mind the premise, and
0: uh, I yeah. I wanted to see it this past weekend. Um, but this was the movie we had all chosen. This is where I leave you a uh, lot to talk about in this one a lot of people we are very familiar with on the podcast mm-hmm. we have talked about their past films television series appearances etc uh, in the past for a lot of people that star and this is where i leave you so and i understand you guys have read the book that accompanies yes. this film so that'll be an interesting conversation as well but before we get into that guys let's kick things off so to speak, with a little bit of movie news, rumors, and rumbling. Movie news, yes. Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome. Let the filibustering begin. Richard Barden. Yes. Would you like to take the reins on movie news this week, sir?
2: Thank you, but no, thank you. Continue. <laughs> uh, okay, no, you. absolutely. Uh, yeah, we've got some. We've got some cool items. Before I get started, I got to give a big shout to uh, to Andrea or Andrea. I don't know in Romania wrote us a lovely fan email. And uh, I won't read it because uh, I just don't feel like it. But uh, we we tried to email you back, and, and your and your email was was no good. So want well, to let you know we we that was a really interesting uh, thing, especially the part about me being your favorite. And uh, <laughs> I remember that. And I do. I, I, remember, I remember it addressed well.
0: to Brian and Kent though. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay, you know what? You I will. I will read that email then. <laughs> <Okay>. Hi Brian <laughs> and Kent, I'm writing you to let you know that i am your furthest fan since i live in southeastern europe and because of that i think i deserve my shout out with this occasion i can correct richard who thinks transylvania is located in germany (laughs) nope it's romania not as much of a know-it-all huh okay i must confess that richard is actually my favorite because he's funny and spot on most of the times wink so that's i think that means she wasn't
1: I, is the wink? Does the wink negate what she said, or is it hey, approval? You choose like, to read
2: it how you choose to read it.
1: That's fine. <laughs> it's all open to interpretation. That's the beauty yeah, of the written I'm just, work.
2: I'm just saying oh, the actual true. text. You could go with the subtext all you want, but the text says, once again, okay, I must confess that Richard is actually my favorite Wait. because because he's funny it's <laughs> spot on most of the, I think it's just she's just hammering home a point is what that wink is it's just I, I a take note of flirting and i'm i'm
1: sorry that you're breaking up with sarah pass on my condolences to her
2: uh not, never but i'm i'm happy to be in your words a favorite wink <laughs> wink yeah the wink is not a word the wink is you can't you weren't there it sounds
0: I like a seinfeld bit or something <laughs> does the wink negate it or does it enforce it that's
1: You know
2: there's a wink There's always a way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Greatness. Well, thank you. All the way from Romania. That's quite a that is quite a distance. Far. Quite the distance. We got a message from Australia this past week as so well. So, we
2: we need to figure out which is further from Dallas. <laughs>
0: They're both quite far. Can't speak for Romania. I've never been there, but I would love to. Love to go if she would invite us. We what? should we yeah. should live cast. We
2: should do a remote there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Little remote in we Romania. Could. Hey. Ao.
2: What box office hit of the last 10 years was filmed in Romania?
0: Um, I'm going to go what with time? Soul Plane. 2004 nope. Soul... Okay.
1: <laughs> I, Frankenstein.
0: It was Borat. Ah. Maybe this was just Sasha Baron Cohen res- researching a new bit. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And that's why I email so. didn't work when we tried to I reply.
2: want but, to be catfished so badly. So, Andrea, <laughs> I hope you're not real. <laughs> but it, I... Still, you're, you know, your favorite. Wink. All right, Richard, kick us off with movie news. <laughs> so we have all kinds of movie news. We have some TV news. Would you like me to start with television or the cinema? Uh, let's go television. So we have our at least male leads for this season's True Detective. Ah. It's, uh, we've talked about it a little bit on the show in the past, and it, we've actually talked about these two. So it is officially confirmed Mr. Colin Farrell. And I have to say, it like that contractually, and uh, Mr. Vince Vaughn. There you go,
1: fantastic. That's
0: why you listen to the Mad About Movies podcast because you hear about these things months ahead of time. That's right. Our audience was well filled in. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Um, but no, that's cool. There's even big, there's more. There's bigger news about this, Richard.
2: We have a new director as well. Well, ah. what we're gonna it looks like we're gonna have many directors. Okay, uh, but we have one director for sure, Mr. Justin Lin of oh, Fast yes. Four, Five and Six Fame. Nice. We'll, be re- yeah, re- we'll be replacing uh Carrie uh Carrie Fuganaga. There yeah, we go. Georgia. I don't know. But it's a b- beautiful name. And apparently uh Mr. Fuganaga uh Man. and uh, the creator hate each other. So that's yeah, why there's the, a new director. Nick
1: Pozzolato or whatever his name is, the uh the creator is is not a uh not a nice gentleman, I think. Okay, is is the uh, the scuttlebutt around Hollywood? He's not easy to work with. Let's put it that way. Ah, gotcha. So
0: Justin Lin coming on board. I'm pretty yeah. excited yeah. about that.
1: We are That's awesome.
0: We're big Justin Lin fans around here. If That's I right. remember correctly, it's been a while since we talked about Mr. Lin and what he's up to. But uh, this is this is right up our alley. I mean, could for sure. Could there be a show that we'd rather have him do than this? No. Uh, I'm excited to see him do something with TV. This is p- – it piques my interest more than Vince Vaughn is attached. You know, If it will only be a few episodes, I wonder who else they're going to get. I'm assuming they can get a lot of big names yeah.
1: now. Yeah, we'll see how that goes because, I mean, the first one, obviously, the entire season was directed by one guy. And closer to a more traditional uh, cable series thing where you're going to have – somebody direct to maybe three episodes and then somebody else step in and whatnot. So hopefully they can kind of continue to hold it all together as a, you know, a cohesive whole the way that first season is. Uh, but I don't, I'm, I feel pretty confident in that. And I am stoked about the the cast. I love Colin Farrell. I'm so excited to see him in this role. Yeah. And I think this is a smart, this is a really smart casting with, with Vince Vaughn, especially in kind of a villainous, Role that uh, hopefully you know I'm I'm imagining it's going to be kind of w- a little bit dark and creepy and and I think Vince Vaughn Ho- can do that yeah. quite well.
2: Hopefully, as creepy as his turn and dark as his turn in Starsky and Hutch as a villain as <laughs> yeah. well.
1: Exactly, yeah. Another
0: That's who 2004 I was thinking four of classic. That. We got 04 on the <laughs> mind tonight, guys. I, I,
2: I got tickets to an advanced screening of that um, Starsky and Hutch in 2004, and I was legitimately psyched. I remember and. and Pretty well. Done so, stay tuned
0: afterwards. for a Fat Albert reference coming later in the podcast. <laughs> I can assure you, it's it's one of those types of days. Uh, no, it's it's encouraging, and it's I mean they're going to have to hurry up because uh I mean I don't think they're going to make a January debut, which no. is when the last one started, uh the season one started. So, I'm no assuming it's going to be sucks. next summer, at the earliest, that we're going to see this. Uh, so I know we have The Walking Dead coming back this month. I'm not sure when Game of Thrones season five starts, but I'm assuming pretty, pretty soon here, as well as House of Cards season three, which is filming right now. So
2: yeah, that'll lots be look February, to. That'll be Valentine's again, I think. Yeah, and Game, uh,
0: Game of Thrones will be like March probably. Something okay, like that. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, hoping for. Every, House of for uh, I mean for True Detective is is spring. Yeah, uh, at the There's earliest. A, that'll
2: be. Way too much to watch, because you'll have Mad Men coming back, Americans will be on. Mm. Ooh, yeah.
0: By the way, did you all ever see, or Richard, did you ever see any of Fargo?
2: No, but it's. I'm going to watch it, I think, in October. I actually have a calendar for these things now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. That's the way to do it. So uh, I was just wondering if you had seen it. And Brian, have you seen The Americans season two yet?
1: I have not watched American season two. It is on the docket. That's the next thing. My wife and I watch that one together, so we have to, you know, clear out time when we can knock that out. That's the that's the next show on the uh, on the so docket. So romantic. I know. Oh, the Look, show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, too many kind of recommends there.
2: Adam.
0: Those two yeah. seasons. Check those out uh, and get get into those shows, listeners. If you're not already is that all the tv related news richard
2: yes no we have some quite a bit of nose news or, and noses um coming <laughs> out of the uh no coming out of the new york film festival people have seen gone girl it's doing quite well it's 87 uh fresh on the uh on the old rotten tomatoes so that's ah. that's interesting not a book you would expect fincher to do but it, then you remember oh this is a david fincher movie of course it'll be good so any thoughts that you guys excited for that at all we'll do an episode on that in october it's interesting yeah.
0: to see him go back to a, a fictional, or I'm assuming yeah. this is fi- a fictional work, <laughs> considering the dragon tattoo didn't really work out in his favor. I don't yeah. think. It's interesting, yeah. inter- inter- and I mean, what's his last movies he's done? With Zodiac, and then Social Network, and yeah. uh, and Dragon Tattoo, and now this. So those are all based off books. Yeah, uh, that's so pretty Fight Club. Yeah, you yeah know, so Fight, Fight Club is too. I, I, he I does just, a lot of. Them. Like so soon, I I would have. I mean, at least Social Network is based on true events. As a Zodiac, right. I'm just surprised to see him go that sort of that same yeah. route that he went with Dragon Tattoo. But it's I'm interesting that the
2: novelist, good, the novelist wrote the screenplay and says it's actually oh. it, it purposely kind of did it as a reimagining of the book. Apparently, it's quite mm. different. Um, from the narrative structure of the book, so we'll see I mean, the the marketing's been pretty cool on it, and the scores sounds sounds pretty awesome. So, in in far more important movie news, uh, we've got some updates from Mr. Diesel. Ooh, he's apparently he has apparently seen the Fast Seven trailer and has said on Facebook, uh, "Universal came to visit to show the trailer of FF Seven. Speechless. Yeah, it was that incredible." <laughs> I must also say that it was emotional and bittersweet. We went above and be, above and beyond to make will proud. But man, I wish I could have—he could have seen what we created and just how far we've come. And then that uh, Matchbox Twenty song kicks in. <laughs> how far we've come.
0: Nice. It's, yeah, that seems fitting.
2: <laughs> uh, no, but the the screenshots look awesome. I'm so I excited, did see a guys. screenshot. Just a few, yeah, just six months away.
0: Yep. It seems like so, we've been away for years. Way I mean, too it has long. has been years.
1: Yeah. But uh, way too long.
0: Way too
2: long in the Nazi family. That's right. Never turn your back on, on family. I haven't had a single
1: oh. conversation about what my dad was like growing up in this whole period <laughs> of time.
2: <laughs> a little bit of casting news here. It looks like Vigo, have you guys seen the Vigo Mortensen yes, rumor?
1: Yes. Very intriguing.
2: Has the, uh, might have a spot in, the, in Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Eight. Really? That seems like two of your favorites.
0: That seems like something I'd be really interested in. Yeah, I know. I hadn't seen that. Which, do you know which role he's up for or
2: if uh, he's replacing somebody? Here. No, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, what role he's up for, but uh, just his involvement would be.
0: Yeah, uh, it has no, to make us.
2: I mean, he's built for that kind of world.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I don't, I don't really get excited about hearing his name unless it's the right thing. Unless I'm like, oh, Vigo Mortensen, like if you're gonna do a western with Quentin Tarantino, yeah, yeah, that's something yeah. that I could see him doing. I enjoyed him in in the old Lord of the Rings trilogy, so uh, yeah. always cool to see him doing this type of. It's Quentin Tarantino. I mean, he's gonna make this guy. He's an outlaw type guy. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, totally excites me, Brian.
1: Very cool. I, I like Vigo a lot, and I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Uh, I was looking at his IMDb here, and. I think the road, which is 2009, was the last time that I that I saw a, a film of his. I didn't see a dangerous method, um, and he's in on the road, which is a horrible, horrible movie. But only for a very short period of time, so I don't really think that counts. So it's we, we're we've been waiting quite a while for him to kind of get back to it. So that sounds like a great role for him. Uh, another little bit of casting news here. Did you see this Edward? I mean,
0: this Oliver Stone movie news rumor. Was it uh, Joseph no, Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, apparently walk Joseph Gordon-Levitt is might be playing Edward Snowden in uh, in Oliver Stone's uh, take on the, uh, <laughs> the Edward
1: Snowden. I'm sure it'll be he'll be grounded in truth. First of yeah. all, does Oliver Stone excite you guys at all? Not at anymore. No. Yeah, he I, does. He
0: does interesting stuff.
1: Like
2: does. Oh, you're going to have Josh movies.
0: Brolin play George W. Bush. Okay, I'll see that. Uh, you want to have. Val Kilmer play Jim Morrison. Okay, I'll see that. But you want to you want to have Nicolas Cage in a World Trade Center movie? No, nah, don't really want to see that. You know, he does like certain stuff that excites me just to see how he can, what he gets out of people. But his movies overall don't don't really do yeah. it for me anymore. They're yeah. too laced in political agendas. Oh seems yeah. Like,
1: so I just think he's yeah, a I little don't... bit insane, and so and that totally bleeds over in every single movie that he makes at this point. Totally.
0: Didn't yeah, he make I, I, World Trade Center in two thousand and four?
1: Yes. 2006. That, been, 2006. Okay. It's been
0: four years, Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> just give it time. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Was that. I never saw that. It was like a micro story, though, wasn't it? Wasn't it just about like a firefighter yeah. that ran in there? Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like about the planning of the attacks or No, like no. That, right? No, right. it's about yeah. one person's like total
0: Or one person's experience in it.
2: But uh, we have a. We have a, a confirmation and a director now attached to X Men Apocalypse. Have you guys seen this? Yeah,
1: We're, it's a singer, isn't it? He's, he's, yeah, he's it's singer, it's singer
2: again. So Fox is going to stick with him, even though he's had some personal. Uh, oh yeah, that is kind of surprising. A- accusations lately. They're they're going to double down on the on the singer experience. So I mean, I really liked. Uh, whatever the last one was called. <laughs> all, days of future past days of right? future past but yeah of a really weird... solid
1: film. Yep.
2: it was uh it was good so i'm uh i'm pumped for for him to be back but i you know that seems like a risky uh pr move
0: yeah i i heard they didn't let him do any press for days of future past oh no any, i'm uh...
2: sorry roger goodell just suspended brian singer oh man oh, oh. man Lacey's oh take... no. gosh he just changed no that I think he changed his mind. I don't know. Okay. I'll be reporting back. <laughs> okay, keep your know. eye Let's out. Let's wait for
1: the TMZ report. We'll be all right. <laughs> the lawsuits got dropped, so I guess they feel like he's in the clear at this <laughs> okay. point. Okay. <laughs>
2: well, that's always a good thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It was it was cool to see how he was able to revitalize and revive the X Men franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even though I like the direction they were going uh, in with with First Class, I think it was he did a good job of taking over for Matthew Vaughn when. Matthew Vaughn stepped away to do other things, mm-hmm, um, yeah. who still produced it, by the way, uh, Days of Future Past, which was uh, half the reason I, it was probably so awesome because Matthew Vaughn rules. But anyway, no, yeah, I'm excited for it because I think that uh, there's no one really better for X-Men than, than Singer since he started the X-Men yeah, franchise back in the day. So,
1: and hopefully he'll direct this one and then the next one will turn over to Brent Ratner. That'll be great. <laughs> I, the only reason they
0: made Days of Future pass was to negate Ratner's movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, story wise, they just negated the
1: movie. Like, like yep. the best part about that is Ratner has no idea. Like, he hasn't been to a movie since 2003, totally doesn't care. So, well, uh, he did was have Chris Tucker in that
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a uh, Hercules this year, which. I still sure have not yeah. still have not seen, unfortunately. No, you need to. I will. <laughs>
2: any other any other movie news, Richard? You know, I'm gonna just go out on a winner.
0: Okay, that is what better way to end than on than on the Bratman.
2: Well we do have hold on. Okay. Hold on. We have a new uh Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, uh that maybe be ad- adapting the uh, the Rosie Project, which I think is a young adult uh book of some substance. So anytime Miller and Lord are involved, I'm we get kind of peaked. At, we're big fans of the right. show, so that's that's kind of exciting.
0: I've heard they right. also started to write or get ready for 23 Dump Street, which has been mm-hmm. confirmed. Oh wow! So that's
2: awesome.
0: Something that would excite you, I know, and uh, and me as well. I love 22. Yeah. I was hoping they would make 23, but the way they ended 22, it made it seem like they weren't going to do it. But uh, the money was just too yeah too, too. good. I'm sure.
1: You can't walk away from that. Hey, no, there's a new Marvel movie too. Did we talk about did we talk about Deadpool? I can't remember. Oh yeah. We had, no, it we didn't. That seemed like it was last week, like right after the show or something. But uh yeah, yeah it looks like Marvel's going ahead with a Deadpool movie too. In two thousand sixteen, I believe, is when it'll it'll debut. So that's uh that could be quite interesting. That's a great character. If they do it right, that's a really cool standalone superhero y movie. Right. I would imagine it would be very dark. Like there's all this debate on whether it'll be PG-13 or or R. I saw uh, that. I saw they were aiming for PG-13, which, Yeah, well, that, I mean that's the safe thing to do, right? I mean that's right. like Marvel's Marvel's bit, but it might be more in keeping with that character to to roll a really like a, a much harder, uh grittier film and, and and go for the R, but
0: Yeah, they they released a little bit of test footage for this. Um I think that Ryan Reynolds sourced Mm -hmm. himself and funded himself because he's the one who's been trying to sell this movie to the studio or at least what he thinks he can do with the character uh right test footage is is really cool though i will say uh he seems like the perfect person for this role but it is quite strong with language and such Mm -hmm. uh it's it's much more on the line of kick-ass uh speaking of matthew vaughn then then something like they're doing now with guardians or you know, even the Avengers or something. But uh, it would be interesting to see them get Deadpool involved in the Avengers eventually, if that could could happen. But I think well, is, is this is a Warner Brothers. Is it? I mean, Marvel Studios. You mean is going to release this? Or?
1: That's a good question. I don't. In the in the article, I'm skimming right at this moment. I don't see any of that. But I. I think that Marvel owns that property. I okay. I could be wrong on that, but uh, that's that's my understanding as of right now. No, it, I w- I would suggest to check out the test footage though. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit of it. It's pretty cool. I I loved Deadpool when I was a kid. Like that was a character that um, was very interesting to me. And uh, that could be if they're able to tie him into the overarching Avengers storyline. That's that could be. Potentially, anyway, that could be the the villain that they've desperately been looking for throughout the last however Ooh, many you're movies. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so
2: Deadpool, Deadpool is a villain. I have no familiarity.
1: Yeah, he's he's very sarcastic in the in the comics. He he, correct me if I'm wrong. If you know him, but he he basically breaks the fourth wall. Like he talks to the, right. the reader the whole time. He's very sarcastic. He's a kind of an assassin, um, and is just. I think that's his only problem as far as like how he ties into the Avengers is I think he's more on the line on the like the Batman sort of things rather than the like how how does Thor not just crush him with a hammer sort of, yeah. you know, th- those questions could definitely come up. But I think he's an interesting enough character that you could get you could get a lot of life out of him in the overarching whole thing that they're doing the whole universe. OK, cool. It's really interesting. I would suggest uh,
0: looking at that. They also confirmed Doctor Strange is, is happening. Mm. Uh, if there was any uh, hesitance about that, so I'm not sure about <laughs> casting, but I'm pretty sure Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, yeah, worked that's something right. out. Uh, no, don't quote me on that. I haven't.
1: Well, I was trying sure. to remember who but, the last one was that was attached to it because there was that was a hot property for. That a while. would be
2: if they could get him in a Marvel movie. That's such a boon, right? Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's summer 2016 with Joaquin Phoenix is the uh the last news on that. So exciting also. Exciting things from Marvel, as if uh that doesn't already happen. But last thing we should mention is this J.J. J. Abrams released this video and it seems to be of the Millennium Falcon and uh something to do with the Tumblr from Christopher <laughs> Nolan's Batman series. So what what do, what do you guys think this is about?
1: I think that's just an a. I- I took it as just being in a long tradition of sci-fi uh, franchise, big time movie making, excuse me, big time movie makers. like they all kind of pay homage to each other. like Blade Runner, if you watch closely, there's a shot of the underside of one of the the ships where r two d two can be seen. And uh, there's a couple other little Easter eggs like that throughout the films of Lucas and Spielberg and all that. So I took that just kind of as like, this is an homage to another very well-received franchise and and just J.J. being J.J. with that, you know, he's such a nerd and does all these weird Easter eggy sorts of things. That's that's all I got out of it. I don't know if that will actually...
2: They've had a little battle with him and that. Zack Snyder too, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. That is, I mean, they've been having a clip battle, is what I've heard. Okay. Like with releases for their movies, like as a joke with each other. So some people have said that it was J.J. like ribbing him a little bit by putting the Nolan Batmobile. Okay. Um, I've heard well, that then as well. Well, I like
1: well. it even more then.
2: Yeah, but but unfortunately, they're f- It's a lot of it is friendly. He appears to like Zack oh, Snyder. Sex, okay. sex so.
1: There's always time for that to change.
2: <laughs> I thought it was more to
0: do with somebody flew over the set in London and shot pictures of the Millennium Falcon, like mm-hmm. the, the set of it, uh, what they had built or whatever, and a couple other big sets. And I, this came out right after that. So I thought it was just, they heard about the leaks, like, well, let's just make our own video. Yeah. And, and at least release something official so it's not just blurry pictures that are going around. Sure. And, uh And what they showed was really cool. Just a full yeah. practical set of the uh, Millennium Falcon. So no telling how many Easter eggs are going to be in this movie. Oh, if, yeah. If they're already giving them away uh, over a year in advance. So, uh, But it looks great. That's the first real footage we've seen from the set other than a little bit of teaser with J.J. Abrams himself starring in it. So mm. first official set footage, I guess, a uh, piece of set that we've seen. So I guess it's going to be the next couple months. We'll start, having we'll start time, getting yeah. a lot of trailers, uh, sneak peeks, uh, character teasers, things like that coming out. So, All right, that's enough for movie news, guys. Let's move on and let's talk. This is where I leave you.
1: Starting over is complicated, and you don't do complicated, Judd. You never have. Anything can happen. Anything happens all the time. I'll
0: let you two start things off. First of all, tell me about this book. uh, Why you read it, when you read it, stuff like that. I guess you can compare a little bit of the movie to it, but let's keep movie general thoughts uh, general at this point in time. Save specifics for later and, of course, spoilers for a little bit later in this review. But Brian... Uh, since you saw this first this weekend, what are your first thoughts of? This is where I leave you.
1: Yeah, I finished the book like maybe two or three days before I saw the films. I just I just finished it. I had uh, seen the previews for this and was interested, and then a friend of mine, uh, who who is an avid reader, uh, suggested it and and gave me a copy to to read, and uh, and I did, and and uh, I, I very much enjoyed the book. It's a it's a really authentic piece of work I think and uh, it it's very very honest and very it puts a lot of very difficult situations and and tries to play them as comedy but I don't think it does it in an inappropriate way or or even in a way that um, undercuts the like the grief <laughs> of the whole the whole thing and so uh, it, it as somebody who has who has gone through a divorce and has gone through a miscarriage and stuff like that. This was a book that uh, just kind of like broke me. Like I got two or three chapters in and I just had to put it down for a couple of days because I was just sitting in my office at one o'clock in the morning weeping, which I was totally not expecting at all. Uh, But it had a very realistic portrayal of all these sorts of life events that are horrible and, and tragic and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it's, but it's got a great story and the characters are, I feel like very, very well-defined and well-written. Um, and the film doesn't, I'll save all my, most of my film thoughts for the end that, but beyond just saying, um, somewhere in there, I think, I think somewhere in this is where I leave you the film mostly from the the hints of the book that make it into the film are there's something in there that's really really good and i just think it's kind of muddled and doesn't it never quite gets to the point where you can look past all of the poor filmmaking decisions and whatnot for me personally uh but the book is great and uh, would i would definitely recommend that to just about anyone and uh I think the movie is going to end up being a pretty good discussion. I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt, but Richard, you read the yeah. book quite a long time ago, I, th- I think, if, if, if I remember correctly. It's-
2: yeah, I mean, Brian, I don't even know if you and I have talked about this. I hate talking about this, but uh, you know, I, I picked up this book. I was working in the bookstore at the time, and it was it was a uh, a uh, a pretty the paperback had just come out. And it was nice looking, and mm-hmm. uh, we had it on a lot of tables, and uh, just the the. Gr- the graphic of it kind of made me pick it up. So I picked it up and read the first couple pages of it, like on a break or something. And, uh, or let's not joke around while I was supposed to be working and, uh, read a couple minutes of it and, uh, liked it. So I brought it home, was reading it one night, put it down for a couple minutes and then got a call that my mom was being rushed to the hospital. And then like, f- uh, about two weeks later, my mother passed away and I was reading this book the whole time. So I have this weird, oh. uh, probably, probably, yeah, great choice, Richard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, I have a really kind of a I don't know sentimental is the right word, but a emotional kind of uh, feeling about this book. Whether the mm-hmm. book denotes that or not, I don't know because uh, sure. I, I can't uh, separate the two. But uh, so I but regardless of all that, uh, the, it was a movie I was I was really looking forward to uh, because of the cast and because of the the subject matter and material. And uh became less looking, uh looked, looked forward to it less and less when I saw Mr. Levy was directing it, just just didn't seem like the right direct not I mean, he does some things well, I think. I just didn't know if he was the right I get why he would want to do it, because it's kind of similar territory than he's done, but just a lot darker and more adult. So mm-hmm. I get I get his involvement and I can get why someone would, would you know, let him do this movie, but I just wasn't hundred percent convinced. And uh I, I think, you know, my, my fears were were uh, were correct. I don't know. This wasn't a very well directed movie to me at at I agree. all. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, it must be a lot harder for y'all to to have seen this, knowing how much you were affected by the the uh, the book. Sure, I didn't have that, so I went on this. I went into this movie just completely blind, only expecting what I know from these actors or what I've seen from these actors and director. In the past, so not a lot of expectation for me other than interest general interest sure in, in seeing it so uh overall, general thoughts for me pretty let down with this. you're exactly right, Brian. There is a seed of something <clears throat> good, the general situation mm-hmm. is good, uh but the way they chose to depict it is is poor in my opinion uh, the pacing there's a lot of issues with the pacing. Yeah. There's a lot of issues with how to, to assemble the film. How to put a, a humorous scene back to back with a heartbreaking scene uh didn't work for me in a lot of places too. It uh it didn't flow well at all. And that I mean that goes back to the pacing, but I think just general assembly of of the storyline was, was sloppy. And it's interesting to see because the director or I mean the, the writer of the novel is the same person who did the screenplay, Jonathan Tropper is his name. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was just interesting, interested to know in your opinion and you, you and uh, Richard in y'all's opinion, how did this compare to the book story-wise? Not necessarily how does this work as a movie, but you know what I mean? Like how sure. similar is what happens then with the book without, you know, of course, giving
1: spoilers, but it, it's very similar. And I think that's almost to its detriment the book has a great story to tell. Let me, let me say this instead. This book, I think this movie, I think one of the biggest problems, we're, we're going to talk a lot about, about Sean Levy and deservedly so, but I think it is very difficult to adapt your own book, especially one that is as personal as this one is. And I think the this film really struggled from a screenwriter who is trying to cram every single ounce of the book into yeah into the film, and that leads to you mentioned the pacing issues. I usually put pacing completely on the on the director. If there's a if it good or bad, you you are in charge of that. In this case, I'm going to kind of split the the uh, the grade almost because I really felt like this is this script. If I if I read the script and compared it to the book. It would be like like literally trying to cram a 400-page book into into a, a two-hour – really not even a two-hour movie. It was like an hour and 45 minutes or something. Um, and that to me it, is where you get a lot of these issues that come up throughout where – I, to me, when I was sitting and watching it, I just kept saying to myself like as we were going into all these situations that I knew were coming because of having read the book, it felt like – it was working too hard to get to each of these spots, rather than like just pick a few and let it breathe. I kept saying to myself, "Let it breathe, let it breathe." And nope, nope, yeah. we're just going to rush through it. We're going to rush through everything, and I think that stripped it of some of its emotional weight um, because this really is this is a this is not an easy book to read, and it's a it's a story that is heartbreaking and beautiful at the same time. Um, and some, of, I think, if you would have like said, "We're gonna we're gonna take," The three or four biggest points within this book, and make that the film. Then I think it works a little better than trying to go point to point to point to point throughout the whole thing.
0: Yeah, Richard, I was just asking Brian, how does this, how does the book compare to the movie story wise? Does it do a good job of depicting what's in the book? Yeah,
2: it's not really to me. It's not really one of those books that you know. I feel like they left anything out. I <clears> just, <throat> I just don't really, I, I don't really see the stuff they left in was just kind of poorly done it it lacked it was it was it was not sentimental enough when it needed to be and it was overly sem- sentimental when it didn't need to be it just kind of tonally was was wrong i thought i in and, and and i honestly i don't know what it was cuz the script was not perfect i had a lot of issues with the script but it just it on the surface the script wasn't bad it's just kind of what got to the screen was just it didn't have a whole lot of heart to it. I didn't feel like, or if it did, it was like really forcing the heart down your throat.
0: Mm. Sure. My main issue with this, let's get into specific issues. Now, my main problem with it is I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Yeah. 90% of the time it's summarized perfectly. Jane Fonda's character. When, when Bateman's character Judd gets to the funeral of their, uh, or his father of her late husband, He's just just looking at the grave, and she says, it's okay to cry or laugh. There is no correct response. Sure, yeah. And I was like, that is this movie. I can already tell that this is his entire movie. I I just couldn't tell whether they were saying things to be funny or if they were saying things because this is how sad my life is at this point. Some of it's borderline inappropriate. I don't know about specifics if it was in the book or not, but there are some scenes I'm just like, "How how is this even in the novel? This seems like... Uh, just the director going crazy here. Uh, specifically,
1: sure. the stuff with the potty training was
2: yeah, that, that in the book? In the, no. Okay. Uh, there was
1: well, I think one scene maybe. Richard, I don't know if you. Yeah,
2: right. I didn't. I mean, it's been a while for me, but.
1: Yeah, I think there was one early scene with something similar to kind of what happened, but but after that, it wasn't. I don't think it was a part of the the book.
2: Yeah, it's
1: just. But I think that was Sean Levy. There, you know, like that was very very Sean Levy ish, like. Okay, now first
0: we're right going to talk about how to split up our father's fortune, and the next sure. scene, someone's throwing poo at us. Yeah. It's just like, what is it happening right yeah. now?
2: Classic uh, cheaper by the dozen humor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I totally. know. It just some parts had the tone of, let's say, Sean Levy's other work, the internship. Uh, sure. It's the sure. tone of the internship, trying to be Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. It just didn't work for me uh, on that level. I just couldn't tell what it was trying to be, tone wise. Uh, it says here comedy drama. I just couldn't tell whether it was a comedy that was trying to be dramatic or a drama right. that was trying to be funny.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and to be fair, that is. I mean, that's part of the book. There were mm-hmm. uh, there were parts of the book that uh, I. I mean, I, I had the same reaction. I was I would like on the verge of tears, and then there would be something very wittily. Is that a word? Uh, very witty uh, and funny. That would that would have me that would have me laughing. And so I don't mind that. But I think you're you're totally right. the The tone of the film was not very well dictated uh, throughout 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 the whole thing.
0: <laughs> to put it lightly, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just it that's that's what mainly my issue was with it. It just it would just go from happy to sad to happy to sad mm-hmm. so fast that i couldn't really comprehend stuff and it just throws so much on you like like you said i mean this is a pretty long movie hour 45 or something Mm. it's a it's pretty long for what it is but it's just shouldn't feel long enough for any of these situations to play out and once once they tell you about uh tina fey's character being in love with uh their neighbor mm -hmm. her whole life then they drop the uh I'm pregnant, bomb on you from another sibling. It's just one thing after another that just, yeah.
1: I, we all came, I went and saw with a couple, with my wife and a, and a friend, and we, we all came out saying that either needed to be like 30 minutes short or 15 minutes shorter or 30 minutes longer, one or the other. Like we need, <laughs> we either need to like condense this and cut cut out some stuff and make it a, a more concise piece, or we need like a director's cut that actually, with a with the director who knows what he's doing, to actually like mm-hmm. piece all that stuff, flesh it all out and, and give it time. What's sad to me is like, I, I'll talk about positives in a second, but Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman is one of the best actors in the world when it comes to operating in space, both from a comedic standpoint and a, and in dramas as well. Very few people can do what he does with quiet and with silence and with a pause the way that he can. Um, and there were so many moments that were just begging for let Bateman just do his thing. Let him have a pause here before we rush on to the next plot point yeah and instead we're just like nope nope we're gonna it reminded me of like you know in that the scene in that thing you do where the first time they play it with with guy and he speeds it up immediately and he's just going nuts and and they yeah. can't they can't keep up with him, except the opposite of that because it's it's not right like that was the right decision for that thing you do it was not the right decision <laughs> for this movie as a
2: whole like it sure. needed to slow down
0: a hundred percent agree uh richard any issues with the movie
2: I love her. I don't know if this was the right thing for Tina Fey to do at this point in her career.
1: I totally what, agree.
2: It just didn't it just didn't feel right. Not to say she's not a film actress because I think she is or can be if she wants to be. Um, but this was just we she did not fit into me. Not yes. that she was worse or better or anything, just just was weird from the get-go. That that character was just awkward because of her. Involved. I
1: hundred percent agree. I did not, and I love Tina Fey, but I didn't think she was very good personally. In, oh, I.
0: In the role. I thought she was bad. Yeah, uh, I thought she was the worst one in here. I mean, I'm there's some the really assos. good
2: actors in this movie, though. So that's, there, that's
0: there is, uh, and I, and I mean, we're talking about future American treasure Tina Fey here. True, but she, yeah. I don't know what what about it was. I just didn't buy it. Uh, yeah. She's the only one I didn't really buy in this movie, and I, God bless her, I love her too, Richard. She's right. my your your dream girl is Amy Poehler, Well, mine is Tina Fey. So you know it's <laughs> yeah. like I I wanted to love this so much. It's just it didn't feel like she Amy, was behind. Amy it.
2: Poehler would have been better in this. It didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you're probably right. Uh, no, it just didn't feel like her. And mm. you're you're absolutely right in that it, assessment. Can
1: Can I throw in? I, it felt like she was acting, whereas the rest of these. The rest of the cast, for the most part, uh, it felt it felt much more authentic. I think than than it did with her. With, with Tina Fey, it just felt like we're she was putting on a persona, and that I didn't I didn't buy.
2: Yeah,
0: what did you think? What did you think of Bateman, Richard?
2: Yeah, I mean, he was doing Jason Bateman things the best he could. <laughs> um, he was he was Bluth in it and all that stuff we we like to see out of him. So uh, he was fine. He's the right person for that role. Uh, but you're right. He was kind of not allowed to fully be at his most bait many, um which I think the role actually called for. And some roles don't. Yes. Yes. Uh, but this role actually did. So why not use it? Considering you you cast you cast him in the
0: movie. Uh, some of the few funny moments that are in the film, most of them come from Adam Driver. Philip, yes. Uh, yes. Philip. Movie the star. Uh, movie uh, star this Driver. is my first time to really see him perform other than in Inside Lewin Davis from last year in which he has probably two or three lines. I don't watch Girls. I know it's 2014 and everyone watches Girls. Apparently I'm not that uh, hip or hipster. But (laughs) I'm with you. But I do enjoy Adam Driver. Uh, I'm looking forward to of course his Star Wars role uh, upcoming. But this is my first time to see him do anything really like I said Mm -hmm. and uh, really impressed with him. Oh yeah. And I can tell he has a lot of range and just a lot of great comedic timing, and like I said, the few humorous moments that I that I found in the movie, most of them came from from Adam Driver, or yeah. all of them did actually. So without him, I don't know what this movie would have been. Honestly, you know he he carries it. Him and Bateman uh, really carry it. I couldn't couldn't really stand uh, Timothy Olyphant's little um, yeah guy in the his wig just looked. Looked bad. I don't know if they're if they going for a wig or. or Sadly,
2: what. Just, that is his hair.
0: Is it? It wasn't yeah. a wig.
2: <laughs> no, no, that's
0: what he's that's what he's rocking these days. Oh, man, yeah, it looks like the, the worst mop mop job of all yeah, time.
2: He, uh, he trimmed it up a r- little bit recently, but uh, that's that's the real deal right there.
0: And that's just another example of setting the seed there and, and not exploring it. I was wondering what it, what what's his deal the whole time. And and he gets his little one-on-one with Tina Fey's character and they talk about their past and him having a car accident. And, that, and then that's all they talk about. And then they just yeah. don't really mention it again. It just, why even mention it if you're not going to delve into it any deeper, you know? I just, yeah. uh, there are so many little good little stories that never got fleshed out. It's yes. just, yeah. you could say that about every storyline. The I guess the, the Catherine Hahn and uh, Corey Stoll's Little Mm -hmm. storyline together about uh, her not being able to get pregnant. Uh, I mean, every character has her own little thing. Jane Fonda's (laughs) character coming into her own, if you will. Uh, Sure. But yeah, I mean, so much is crammed in here.
1: Yeah. Corey Stahl, once again cast and then they don't do anything with him because sure. he's just I, I don't know what it is because I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think everyone thinks he's a phenomenal actor. And then he continually gets these roles where it's just begging for a little bit more screen time and a little bit more story. Um, yeah, you're right. they There's a lot of storylines coming directly from the book that Either needed to be cut or they needed to be given their their due. I thought Timothy personally, I thought Timothy Oliphant was really good in his role, but he's on screen for like three minutes, and that's not enough. I just to really yeah. get Can't, what's happening. I just couldn't there. tell what they were. Yeah, who that guy yeah. was, what he was doing there. Yeah, and, and they I didn't never set found it
0: out well. other than in yeah. one little. Hey, I'm sorry. I, he was playing. with He was holding a wrench, and he was saying, "I don't even know why I have this wrench." Yeah, I was just, "What is what is happening?"
1: Oh, and that that's such a it's such a it's a really good plot point in the book, and it's such a I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah, heartbreaking, I could tell it was. Yeah. really honest piece of work there. And and so you know, so I I'm I'm hundred percent sure that I'm carrying that in you know that knowledge into the film when I see it. But I thought he was great in what he was doing, and I'm a big fan of his. I just was like, can you give him a little bit more to do? Connie Britton, the same way. Uh, she has like three lines in the whole movie, and a couple of them are like the scene with her and and Bateman right before uh, spoiler alert right before she uh, she leaves is a really good scene. But that's a you know it's it's forty five seconds, and then we're moving on to another plot point. We got to jam in here, um, and it's, it's such a bummer when you have a cast that's this good, and then you can't let them do anything. I think the best scene in the film is the scene I
0: mentioned earlier with them talking about the stock quote or, uh, splitting up the stocks of their dad's company mm. at the very beginning. That's the most well-written dialogue scene in the mm-hmm. film, in my opinion. And that goes, uh, for quite the longest, I guess, extended dialogue scene in the, in the film that I can remember. Uh, just really ADD with, with a tone. Like I said, one minute where, Crying about uh, the father's death. The next minute, where laying on an ice rink, listening to time after time, I was. It felt. It turned into Happy more randomly in, in here. Uh, it was like what? It, who lays on ice and is comfortable? Uh, no, that, it's just like what is? I don't know. It just to me, like, I just, I just didn't understand that plot. Like when. <laughs> Adam Driver's character drops him off, supposedly in the middle of nowhere. He Hmm. turns his head, sees the ice rink, walks in, and it just happens to be his girl skating alone by herself to a flawlessly Zambonied uh, (laughs) ice rink (laughs) and uh, and listening to Time After Time. I just found that a little bit quite the coincidence, if I'm not mistaken. But how does uh, Rose Byrne's character play into the book? A lot. She's sort of the guest girl that, next door character.
1: Yeah, I mean that was pretty accurate to the book, just with the flip flop in the in the novel. I think in the movie they said something about how she was in love with with him forever when they were kids, and he didn't pay attention to her. It's the reverse of that in the in the novel, um, and it and it definitely the the movie has a much more. Move movieified version, much more tidy version of of their story, you know, than what you're going to get in the novel. But it's it was fairly accurate to 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 the book. Um Rose Byrne's not my favorite yeah. actress in the world, and i kind of feel like we're uh, I don't know uh, she I'm sure she ha- she has a place somewhere in Hollywood, but I, she's I, I just feel like it's she's occupied getting- by Emily Blunt. Yeah. Give me Emily Blunt, this would have been much better. Yeah. I don't know. Roseburn is fine. I just think she's very vanilla. And uh I don't know. You could that that role probably could have used somebody that uh brings a little more interest to the screen, but that may just be personal preference. She wasn't bad or anything. I never think she's bad. I just she was better with an
0: American accent than she was with her natural accent. I don't (laughs) understand why, but she is. It it was really weird. Sure. Uh, Um so speaking of that um what what else is in here that's sort of played out in the book we get a is the, is the rapping rabbi in the book
1: yeah kind of yeah, yeah. Is, okay. i mean it's it, he's he's trying to be cool you know he's appealing to a younger generation of of uh jewish followers and so i thought he, i thought ben Schwartz was great but i love him on parks and recreation and and uh i thought the bit with his uh nickname and whatnot was was well done and pretty pretty funny i i laughed at that multiple times i don't know if that's just immaturity but uh but i thought it was pretty funny and well done on that part katherine Hahn plays her same character from Step Brothers, <laughs>
0: <laughs> just exact yeah. same
1: slightly more dramatic yes <laughs> more way
0: more dramatic uh yeah and crazy reasons behind it but sure. W- sure when it got to the point where they're wrestling in the lawn and uh yeah that was straight out of Step
1: Brothers. It seemed like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that sh- I think that shows one of the 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 other real issue with this film is that it's it's clearly trying to be everything to everyone, and I think that played out exactly the way that the preview that the trailers made it look. You know, there's like three or four different trailers that have been yeah. circulating, dependent upon what the you know what it's playing during 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 football it had kind of a wacky trailer and then there was a more serious trailer and and one that tried to bridge the the gap between those two and and that that scene is an example of like they could not decide they couldn't figure out how to blend drama and comedy effectively and so you just get this like weird out of place wacky fight scene almost (laughs) that that doesn't work with the tone of the film but the tone is is consistently off
0: yeah exactly richard any any uh thing you like really like about this any scenes that stuck out to you
2: uh just i thought adam driver brought if anyone could have got on that level it would have been a great movie i you know i enjoyed every frame that he was in i really really like him i have seen girls uh, at least the first two seasons i think um and uh like he caught my. Eye. I'm. I'm not a very good talent scout, but every once in a while, I, I get get it right. And uh, he caught my eye pretty early on. As just a really charismatic, in a really weird way, uh, kind of like a, a young Depp, in a way. Performance. Um, Performance. He was wearing and, face uh, paint. And he glow. showed us. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and just hundreds of thousands of kerchiefs. But he's he, This was but this was something I hadn't seen out of him. Uh, this type of performance was kind of a new out of his toolbox, and uh, and it was awesome. So he's great, man. So yes, every moment of him, a lot of Bateman stuff was good. Uh, yeah, I, Rose Brent's the same for me, Brian. Like I, I she's uh, not. We talked about sure. she's her in Neighbors. Remember Neighbors? She yes. was in that. Yeah, yeah. As well, I feel like she was just built to be, um, medium in every yeah. possible category. She's never ever bad though, so that's a compliment. I've made one today. Sure uh so no, but it was it was in terms of the book, you know the book is is really it's really it knows when to get in and out of moments very well, and it's very well thought out in terms of outlining, and I thought this movie didn't have that at all, it almost seemed just kind of like shot on the go, and by that i mean scenes scenes length and depth and attention is never where it should be, whether it's too short or too much or or something. Um, and I, I just don't think this was outlined as, as well as the book was, which which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Most intriguing storyline for me was the Jason Bateman and Abigail Spencer storyline or the storyline with him and his estranged wife and, uh, and her um, revelation that she was, is in fact pregnant uh, in the middle of the film. So that was my – the storyline I was most interested in. Did you find that in the book? that's the most uh, central storyline or does it revolve more around the death of the father and the family than his sort of his individual life. Does that make sense?
1: It, you know, Batem- uh, Judd is the main character of the book in every sense of the word. And so it kind of juggles back and forth between his issues with his father and sitting Shiva and dealing with his family and then back to his wife slash possibly soon to be ex-wife and then back to his relationship with, um, with Penny. It kind of, it juggles those three. I don't know that you could necessarily say one aspect of those three things is the main central plot Uh focus of the book. It, but it does a much better job. The book does a much better job of, of juggling those things. I think.
0: That was my favorite storyline oh, they should have concentrated more on that storyline and less on Alice Altman trying to get pregnant by any means possible <laughs> another the scene that i'm I was referring to earlier, the scene where the baby monitor is left in the party yeah uh why do we need that? i don't i you could you could go about doing that in a different way or in a less. You- outrageous way than it happened uh, yeah but.
1: and that one was one that like it felt like bateman was trying to do something different and the rest of the the, the film was like nope we're gonna go this direction instead i, right. I don't know he, he had kind of like this i reserved demeanor but and that that worked quite well and then the other i don't know the rest of it was was going a different well, direction
2: we should say though uh while we you know we crack on on levy this was written by the screenplay was written by the uh, the author of the book, right? so right. so we can't throw it totally on him. But there was a lot of liked about the screenplay, like I said, but there was just something weird about it, something soulless about it in a weird way.
0: Mm. Does this fall into the category of never should have been made into a movie like the, say the Great really. Gatsby was last yeah. year? You can't just – you no. really
1: just
2: can't do it justice. Uh, you can do this justice, I think. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think you can, but it it, it probably needed – it probably needed to be a straight indie film made on like a $2 million who, who budget. Who should have directed and, this? Who who would have been the right? Um, uh, man, that's a good question. Not Sean Levy? Um, yeah. No, you know, Richard said at the beginning – Jason I, Reitman I, I, maybe something? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. that That, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I get why they gave Sean Levy a chance on this, and I I get I totally I'm, I mean I'm echoing exactly what you said at the outset, Richard. But it it almost works, and then it just doesn't quite get to the yeah. point where it, I don't know. It keeps getting in its own way in, in in some way or another. But I think it's interesting that it's it's currently sitting at like 44 percent rotten on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is 71 percent, and. I think that makes sense to me because I-, I had trouble even like grading it because, from a filmmaking standpoint, all the stuff we've talked about is like, this is not good. Like, you're not doing, you're not making a film the way that you're supposed to make a film. But the acting is really good, even in the moments where it feels like it's being rushed. I think throughout, except for Tina Fey, which, who again, I love, but I just didn't think she was that great. I feel like most of the acting is really strong. And there are these moments where, when you get thirty or forty-five seconds to spend with two characters as they interact, rather than rushing on to the next sequence, um, it may be false sentimentality, but it's a it's a sense of sentimentality that I that for me personally worked. And I so I I kind of get where audiences are are thinking this is pretty solid, and critics are are, are panning it like that. That makes sense to me. I don't know yeah. if you guys feel the same way, but. I wrestled with where, how do I grade this because there's parts that I absolutely loved and then there's just a lot of mess uh, surrounding it.
0: Yeah, my audience did like it. They thought they, a lot of the jokes worked on on mm-hmm. an audience. So I could see why that happened. But filmmaking technique was bad. It yeah, just, I agree. Just, just straight up bad. Uh, there were some bad performances, mainly uh, some... The Tina Fey's story about throwing the baseball at the roof or something and knocking her dad off the roof, it just – it you could tell she was reading lines there. You were exactly right, Richard, when you said it. it just didn't feel like her – it didn't feel natural for mm-hmm. her. But uh, let's go ahead and give grades, guys. I'm going to give This Is Where I Leave You a straight C. It gets a pass because I enjoy some, most of these people. I enjoyed a lot of what they did here. I didn't like this movie – from a storytelling standpoint uh at all but um watchable i probably won't ever see it again but it gets it's not a d it's not a now you see me it's not a draft day it's slightly better than that in in my opinion so c ryan
1: uh man i again i get why people i get why critics think it's bad and on some levels, maybe I look. I'm definitely taking my my feelings and my personal connection to the book into the film, but I feel like there's enough good acting and there are enough uh, scenes that actually do work to make me kind of overlook at least some of the the bad and some of the mess ups. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a B, Richard.
2: I'm gonna split the difference between you guys and go with a C plus.
1: Mm.
0: Cool. This will, this one was fun to talk about, and yeah. like I said, mainly from a career standpoint, and uh, and these people we have all uh, come to know and love uh, over the course of this podcast. Somebody we didn't mention, Dak Shepard, made an appearance. You know, O'Malley, Dak Shepard, I should say. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> I, I really I I feel like Dak Shepard is one of those people that you're not supposed to like, but you but you do anyway for whatever reason. Yeah. At least that's how I feel. They really screwed up on that character uh they 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 punted badly on it that was like the one spot in the in the film where it was like well clearly this isn't going to translate from the book to the film so we're just going to kind of we're just going to punt this one and i i was disappointed in the way they used him because that is a that's a pretty interesting plot point within the book and the development of that character that doesn't translate to the film at all
0: sure i uh dax is is funny he seems funny in real life just Kristen bell uh, him and her do talk shows together sometimes, and he right. sounds, seems pretty funny. But I wasn't a fan of his till I saw Idiocracy. Yes, and now he's one of the awesome, most awesome yes. people <laughs> in Hollywood. <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> greatness. Uh, see that uh, side recommend oh, yeah. as well. And on that note, guys, let's move on and let's talk weekly recommends.
1: Weekly recommends.
0: I'm going to recommend a documentary this week to you fellas it just came on Netflix um, I'm really I'm a real big fan of animation as uh, most people know who listen to the show and as you guys know and this documentary came out that sort of talks about uh, the making process behind animation mainly the voiceover work uh, on animation it's called I Know That Voice and it, uh, and it was made by uh, the voice of Bender John DiMaggio and so he sort of interviews his friends, uh, people in the business, just about how they got into voice acting, and uh, they talk about where it came from. Uh, back in the day, with people like Mel Blanc, who of course did all the Looney Tunes, and then you know people now, um, the people that do fifty different voices, like Hank Azaria, is interviewed, who is uh, future AT Hank Azaria, by the way. And, and a lot of, a lot of famous voice actors that you would, uh, you would all know. And a really interesting documentary, how they, how they got into the business, how it is acting, and, and just the pure amount of work that goes into animation is pretty impressive and astounding. So cool little documentary here. fun fun watch, not too long, probably 80 minute watch. Uh, I know that voice documentary on Netflix is my recommend. Brian.
1: My uh, my recommend is a, another movie that I watched this weekend that I didn't mention uh, previously in the beginning of the show. I had to search it out, uh, like video on demand services, but it's called The One I Love with uh, Mark Duplass. Oh, ro- and, R.E.M. Uh, documentary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no. uh, Mark Duplass and uh, Elizabeth uh, Moss from Mad Men, and... It's it's a it's a very difficult film to talk about be- without spoiling. So uh, I will just I will just say the, the entire plot is a, a a couple that is struggling and and on the verge of divorce goes on a retreat to a cabin in the in the mountains in California basically, and weird things happen. Um, it's very it's a very sci-fi a little bit creepy like for a long time I kind of thought that we were about to get into a horror movie situation uh but instead it kind of it just kind of tiptoes around that and uh stays in the sci-fi world it's a really cool little film it's so weird and different uh but it's something that it's it's like an hour and a half long and I I definitely think it's worth your time I don't know that it's going to be one that every single person is going to come out Saying you know, I don't know that it's going to be a widely accepted film that people are going to love, no matter what their demographic is or whatnot. But I think it's one that you two would like, um, and and any of our serious movie head listeners uh, really should should give it a try. You know, I rented it for like six bucks on on Amazon or something like that, one of those various services, and uh, it's it's a really interesting little film that uh, would be very difficult for us to break down and talk about without just immediately jumping into into spoilers but uh give that one a give that one a look if you if you get a chance the one i love
2: cool richard yeah so i was you know i read i read this book a few years ago and and, and saw this is where i leave you um and, and was left a little cold by it so i i threw in uh a, a much better version of this type of movie and it's a movie we mentioned I think earlier uh, but Little Miss Sunshine is so good oh, and that yeah. script is so incredible and those performances are so nuanced and, and great and, and I hadn't seen that movie in probably three or four years and and uh, watched it on a flight home last night and uh, just, just loved it so uh, uh, yeah check out Little Miss Sunshine if you haven't seen it, if you have seen it but not a few years watch it again because it's, uh, it's awesome Great movie The Great Great year our- Yes. Alan Arkin did not deserve that Oscar though. I think we can all agree on that. It's <laughs> <He's laughs> in that movie for like three and a half minutes. You're right. That should have been that should have been Eddie Murphy. I'm still bitter.
0: It's okay. Someday the uh Norbit will see its day in the sunrise. <laughs> uh hopefully go when, on my tombstone. one day it gets the recognition it, it uh so uh richly so duly and richly deserves. Great recommend, Richard. I will uh, have to go back and watch that again. I, I This movie reminded me a lot of it or what it was going for. So, right. Cool. Cool recommend. Uh, timely recommend. And Brian, Thank where can man. I find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 uh, You can find my writing at CanBabiesDrinkRedBull.com. Richard, where can we find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden or you can find me on the Thought Catalog. Kent, where might I find you. Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and find
0: our show online on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com You can also find us on iTunes and various other podcast resources and directories and uh, just search Mad About Movies and if you like what you hear please give us a five star review and on that note fellas until next time this is where I leave you.
1: baby baby
0: I'm gonna leave you
2: I said
0: baby You know I'm gonna leave